Hello, welcome to Ask About the ADA, the podcast where we answer your questions about the Americans with Disabilities Act and how it applies to your everyday life. I'm Joe Zeski, the program manager here at the Northeast ADA Center. On today's edition of Ask About the ADA, we're going to go back to a webinar that the Northeast ADA presented in March of 2022. In this webinar, we explored issues that came up in the territories covered by the Northeast ADA Center. The center covers New York, New Jersey, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. So we spoke with Archie Jennings of the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands, as well as Nellie Bear Correa of MAVI, the independent living center that serves Puerto Rico and also serves as the local Northeast ADA affiliate on island. In today's episode, we explore transportation and recreation issues. I hope you enjoy. All three of you have mentioned transportation at some point today. Of course, you've both residents and tourists that come to the island but let's start to explore what works well and what maybe poses a challenge. Archie, let's begin with you. Yes, yes, I, I can address it as very beginning of uh, COVID. The local transportation was shut down completely on St. Thomas, um, as well as St. Croix. And St. Thomas is a much smaller island. And therefore, at least if something was running, they gave more accessibility to the population. Whereas St. Croix, it's a very large and much flatter island, but the coverage of the public transportation is not fully extensive to the entire island. Ah, okay. So it's a, it, was, it was before the, her, uh, the pandemic, it wasn't uh, as accessible and there's conflicts with regard to certain issues as to who can ride the services and keeping it up. Um, so that's something that the community needs to address, uh, making sure you have accessible uh, paratransit buses. Um, matter of fact, that has already started to, to uh, come together. We're going to have some trainings with the bus drivers. So our challenges still remain the same, trying to uh, make sure the population, I like, like uh, Mildred was talking about, stays on the eye of the public transportation to make them do uh, what they're supposed to do under the law, as well as we also participate with one of our advocates, um, Julian Henley, to train the public transportation bus drivers as to uh, being sensitive to people with disabilities, especially those with uh, invisible um, disabilities. Ah, yeah. And we're, you know, we're picking that up as we go along. So we actually missed two years of training during this period of time. So that's where we are with uh, trying to get transportation at least up to the level it was before, before um, moving forward again on addressing the long-term issues. Makes sense. What about in Puerto Rico, uh, Nelly? Well, in Puerto Rico, we don't have an effective transportation to all the island. 
our metropolitan area have a paratransit and have the public system, transportation system. And this represents like seven or six uh, municipalities. We have 78 municipalities on the island. So it's like at the approximately 7% of our civilians have the opportunity to get or have access to transportation. If a person from East wants to go to the West, um, face a lot of trouble because they're not an effective transportation that connect all the municipalities. So when a person with disability have to go to the medical services or other kind of services, they face the, the situation that is too, too expensive to get to transportation and, or for example, um, in a TA question, a person says that she was on the bus station and don't necessarily get down the ramp to get the person get into the bus and have access to the transportation. So as Archie mentioned, we have the situation that the public service need more training about how to be sense, sensible to people with disability, how to do a dignity treat to people with disability. So um, we have like some transportation that are exclusive for people to get to the appointments, medical appointments, but they don't have the transportation to go to the supermarket or to get other kind of services. So it's an area of opportunity to the government and to our island to develop for more access to the community. Opportunity is a good way to put it. Challenges are definitely places for growth. I'd like to end with one more question, though, for everyone. Here at the Northeast ADA, one of the areas that we're focusing on during our new grant is recreation access. Could you highlight one item about recreation access on island? And for this question, Archie, why don't we start with you? Okay. Well, the big uh, actually, it happened. I think of the summer before the pandemic is that the two um, recreational areas, one on St. Thomas and one on St. Croix, were outfit with beach mats and accessible devices to allow a person to enter the water and exit the water. So under government sponsorship of the Department of uh, Planning and Parks and Recreation, Megan's Bay uh, is under authority, Megan's Bay Authority, and then one in, in St. Croix called Kramer's Park was outfitted with beach mats. Um, also, even a private concern out in the town of Frederickstead on St. Croix on the western end, the uh, local group put a park, a uh, playground park. We were, uh, our offices in St. Croix were asked to comment on it, trying to make sure they had certain ground cover so persons couldn't and get injured. But they asked a some input and input was given. And that's also under our territory uh, ADA coordinator participated in those activities. So it's 
hopefully they'll pick that effort up and continue it. But it is becoming a focus. And um, again, like I said, it is a election year. So I expect more May before <laughs> November. And we got full summer because all of a sudden you get a lot done during an election year that just flies there. It does. Uh, <laughs> but that's what's happening. <laughs> Thanks, Archie. And Nellie, what about in Puerto Rico? Well, um, in Puerto Rico, we have the Department of Recreation, and they have this program that's not named Marcin Barrera. I talked the last podcast. We we participate. We talk about that. Um, is the the name in English is See Without Barriers. This programs uh, allow people with disability to participate in the activities in the vision with this equipment or device that Archie mentioned. And we have also a park in San Juan that has the accessibility for people with disability, disability like swings and, and this, that kind of services. Recently, we opened te technically everything here in the island, but was uh, very difficult to access after the pandemic. So I don't know how how are things in that kind of services. And we have a project for a law project that had been submitted to the uh, representative and le legislators. This project is evaluating the beach from Punta Salinas that is in Toa Baja municipality to make it accessible. So we know that the government It's trying to make a accessible area for people with disability because recreation is a part of the daily living and it is important for people. That's an important point, Nelly. Recreation is part of being in the community for people with and without disabilities. Having recreation access is a part of living well and being a member in the community. Well, thank you for joining us today on Ask About the ADA. I hope you found that segment interesting. If you'd like to know more about transportation and the ADA or recreation and the ADA, please feel free to contact us at the Northeast ADA. You can call us at 1-800-949-4232 or visit our website, www.northeastada.org. And of course, you can also look for us on social media by looking for at Northeast ADA. As always, I'd like to thank Grace Fairchild, the producer and editor for the podcast, as well as Peter Quinn of the Yangtan Institute's media team, who does the final editing and polishing. And to all of you, thank you for listening and being a part of the conversation. <laughs>